0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent is French, by the way, if you're joining the show for the first time. Before I go to the phone lines and I see them lining up, I want to answer a question I got on Instagram at, at Rendezvous Radio from a friend of mine who he and his girlfriend are fresh out of college. And uh, after about a year together, he realizes that the ooh is fading a little bit. And he asks me what's going on, you know, have I done something wrong? And I have to tell him. The infatuation, crazy, ooh phase lasts for most of us about no more than 18 months. And then you enter more normalcy when it comes to that. So don't be afraid. It's not against you. It's not that she likes you less or less passionate. It's that really we get used to each other, and it's still really good, but I know for younger guys like him uh, in his early 20s, you know, it's like surprising. Why the slowdown? Well, because once the relationship is established, there's usually, you know, more time together but it's also a little less passionate ooh It's not abnormal, nothing to be worried about. C'est la vie. It's reality. You call that next. If you have a question for me, please call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Dominique.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on? How can I hmm. help you, Dominique?
2: Okay, so um, I was at home, and I um, was... Doing a lot of uh, you know busy stuff, and I got a ring in my door. And then I looked, opened up my door, and I got these beautiful roses—a dozen red, long-stemmed roses. They were gorgeous, and I it made me so happy. I'm like, oh! And I opened up the card, and I realized that it was from a coworker, like someone that I work with. And I mean, that was very lovely, but I, I just I don't know what to do because I'm married. And I don't know if I should tell, you know, I kind of put them upstairs in my closet because I didn't want to tell, I don't know if I should tell my husband. And, you know, Simon, you know, I've been listening to you for a long time and I just feel so safe talking to you, you know. I feel like I can tell you anything. I want to ask you, what do you think I should do? I mean, do you Um, think I should tell my husband or my neighbor or what?
1: Yeah, I think you should tell your, your husband who you got the flowers from. Um... And n- nothing to be worried about. Just say, hey, by the way, you know, uh, I was a bit surprised I got those flowers. I, you know, I just thought, you know, it's a nice gesture, but a bit surprising. And and if he says, who is it from? You just say, it's from somebody I, I work with. Uh, nice guy, nothing Nothing more. And, and leave it at that. Why? Because transparency, honesty, and being direct helps tremendously relationships, uh, partnerships, and, you know, and married people. So just, you know... Casually, it's no big deal, you know, but I don't want your husband if the guy does it again, so you didn't tell me that, why? The minute you don't say something, your partner looks at you and said, why did she not tell me the truth, okay?
2: You know, you're right, because, you know, I've been hearing you for years, you know, I hear you talking um, about transparency and honesty, and, you know, I think that you really have the heart of understanding a relationship, and sometimes I, I, I notice, like, yeah, you know, like now I'm thinking, well, you know, this is this is surprising from this coworker, you know. I never expected he felt like this about me, you know. And
1: just think you go home and your husband received a gift from a coworker and he doesn't tell you, you know, and you would want to know. So, that's the way to go. Disclosure, transparency, and honesty.
2: Disclosure, transparency, and honesty. Okay, that's I'm going to have that it my
1: arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dominique. Thank you so much for your call. Good luck. And, and okay. I wish you and your husband many years of happiness.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Bonsoir. Changing gears. I just got an interesting email from Taylor about her boyfriend because she has a question and she doesn't know what to do. So uh, let me give her my advice coming up next. So just like Taylor, if you have a question for me but you can't call me, Just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. And here's Stella's question. She goes, Simon, my boyfriend and I have been dating for four months now. And lately, he's been ignoring all of my texts and FaceTimes. Our relationship's been pretty good until now. I try to send him a sweet message to let him know I care about him as often as possible. And I try to consider all his feelings in our decisions. Did I do something wrong? What's going on? Please help. Yeah, when somebody is ignoring your text and you FaceTime... What should you do? I am going to tell you that next. Have you ever dated somebody for a few months, things are going well, and then your new partner just goes silence on you, kind of ghost, and you wonder, what what have I done wrong? What should I do? Happened to tell her, sent me that email at derendezvousshow.com, and after four months, well, the boyfriend is ignoring her completely. She's asking me, what did I do wrong and what should I do? Tell her, you've done nothing wrong. What you should do is stop communicating with him full distance. Not a word, not a text, not a message, not a FaceTime, absolutely nothing. And then he will realize that he has to come to you first. If he doesn't, he's gone. And the sooner you know that, the better. Uh, And if he does, then you can address it. But please, when somebody's ignoring you, always ignore them back. So then they have to realize you're not on call. I hope that helps you. Good luck to you. Be strong. Full distance, that's my advice. You calls are next. If you have a question about your relationship, eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, Angelina.
0: Bonjour, Simon. How are you?
1: Good. Welcome to the rendezvous. So, I understand you and your boyfriend having issues about a new dog. What, what's going on between the two of you?
0: Yes. So my boyfriend and I, we live together, and we've decided that we can get a dog, which I've always wanted, and I'm super excited about. Um, mm-hmm. But we've been fighting over it because I feel very strongly that we should adopt and rescue an animal, and mm-hmm. my boyfriend feels very strongly that we should like buy and purchase a puppy from a breeder. Um, and we both are like very stubborn and both feel very strongly for various reasons and I just don't know what to do.
1: Okay. How is your relationship with your boyfriend in terms of love and romance and communication and everything else?
0: I mean, usually it's pretty good. Actually, I would say sometimes I feel like we (laughs) over-communicate.
1: Okay. What's more important to you, the dog uh, issue or boyfriend?
0: My, I guess my, my boyfriend.
1: Okay. I think you guys should like throw a coin and you pick a side, he picks a side, and then who wins, you know, we follow that. Because, you know, if he doesn't give in and you don't give in, we don't want to have a conflict at home and a source of contention and, and problems. I just say let's the universe decide. You pick a, a, a quarter, decide which side you like the most, throw it in the air, and that's that.
0: Oh, Simon, Simon.
1: (laughs) Well, Angelina, because I want to keep your relationship building up. And, you know, listen, those things, you know, if you can't convince him, there's no argument I can use because he's going to use it against you. For instance, if I say, oh, if you really love me, you would let me adopt. He's going to say, if you really love me, you would let me take one from the the breeding shop. And so Mm -hmm. everything you're going to say, he's going to use the same thing. So, what's more important? What you have right now, pre-dog, the relationship. Okay? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, okay. I mean, it's not so, exactly the answer I wanted, but yes, I definitely see how that Well, goes. it's
1: just going to keep peace in the house. I, you know, it's, he doesn't get to say which one it is. You don't get to say. Throw the quarter in the air and let the universe decide which one is going to be. All
0: right. Maybe I'll get a two-sided coin and
1: not tell him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Angelina, keep it up and good luck to you. Have a good night.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: That leads me to a follow-up conversation about how do you resolve a situation when you both disagree strongly. Let me give you my perspective on that. Next. Have you ever been, like my last caller, Angelina, you know, like um, between a rock and a hard place? So, for instance, you know, she wanted to, uh, they both want a dog, but she wants to adopt. he wants to go, you know, professional breeder. And then, you know, she's asking me, you know, what should I do? And I told her, at the end, when you have a situation like this, and you can agree, throw the coins. Because most important is we you remember you're on the same team, that you are one. But if we can't make the decision together, throw the coins throw the quarter. I mean it. Let the universe decide. And that's easier. Because you're a team, you're a couple, you are the beginning maybe of a new family. Sometimes you just gotta just give in to the universe. And now there's just a few times where you shouldn't do this. So let me tell you those two, so you know when. Next, if you're in a quarrel with your partner, if you have a fight, you can't agree, just like wow, just we can't solve this. And you know, I said just throw the coin, take a quarter, let the universe decides for you. Now, when should you never do this? A, when it's so personal and deep in your values that you will not accept, and you can't bargain with your values, uh, your dignity, for sure, and your integrity. Where you say, no, that, no, that I cannot. Then I advise you not to throw the coins, but to have a conversation, and if needed, go to a shrink therapy. But besides those three main things, little details, paintings, this, that, what color, decoration, uh, vacation locations, uh, uh, schedules, stuff like that in holidays, uh, naps, no naps, stuff like that. Leave it to the universe. Ha, easy breezy. That's the philosophy. I hope that helps you. You call the next. Any questions about your relationship? Call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Joel.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour. Um, what's going on? How can I help you? It's
3: about been about two months. I moved in with my boyfriend. Um, things started to get pretty serious. And um, he had... A female roommate before I moved in it it had never been a problem I'm not really the jealous type so it, it never bothered me that she was a girl um, but now that I live with this person and we've been all been you know cohabitating for about two months I'm starting to notice other little things like her not cleaning up after herself and just constantly needing help constantly needing attention Um, And it's kind of taking away from the special time with me and my boyfriend together. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, is is this a type of thing where I should be asking him to ask her politely to find her own place to live, or am I kind of not giving it enough time?
1: So uh, in that case, uh, I'll get to ask you this question. Uh, In your intuition, because women's intuition is always right on, so... Let's get to your intuition in your intuition what do you think you should do
3: um honestly i feel like it's about time for her to move on because she's lived here you know about six months before i moved in and it was supposed to be temporary just for her to get back on her feet but now that she's here i feel like it's enabling her to not have to get on her feet
1: yes so do you think she should go that's my question
3: I think it is time, yes.
1: Okay. Are you comfortable telling that to your boyfriend?
3: Yeah, we have good communication. I just don't well, want to then, sound like a jealous girlfriend.
1: It's not about being a jealous girlfriend. It's about <laughs> you have to respect whatever agreement she has legally with him. What's the reality of the co-lease? Is she paying back? What is? So you give her enough time to change things. But the conversation is not like she has to go tonight or tomorrow morning. No, the conversation is, listen, um, I think it's time to think about you know her leaving the house in the next couple of months or whenever legally possible, or give her enough time to find another place to stay.
3: Okay. Yeah. And there, there's no lease or anything. It was just something they agreed on as friends.
1: True. So, but I like to do things nicely and respectfully. Don't you know? In this crazy time we're in, you know, it's 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 got to be humane and kind. So I would I would talk about it with your boyfriend and, and then talk with her nicely, and then you know she will move.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think I will do that. Thank
1: you. Yes, don't feel guilty. Do it. (laughs) Okay. All right, Joe. Thank you so much for your call and good luck to you. Thank you. Coming up, I just got an interesting question sent to me through an email from Kinsley about the man she's been dating for four months. She needs my help and her email is next. So I just got an email from Kinsley at therendezvousshow.com. Uh, With this question, she goes, Simon, the man I've been dating for four months told me that he's not completely over his ex, but he still wants to date me. I really like him, so I want to keep seeing him, but I do not want to get hurt. So what should I do? I can see that's a great question. What should you do if the man you've been dating for four months just told you that he's not completely over his ex? What does that mean and what should you do? I'll tell you that next. What would you do if you were in Kinsley's shoes, meaning you've been dating a guy for four months and he just told you that he's not completely over his ex but still wants to date you? Would you still date him because you like him or you would stop because you're afraid to get hurt? So Kinsley, here's my advice. When a partner tells you that he's not completely over his ex, it means he still loves his ex, he still thinks about her and he's not with you. That's what it means. And I don't think it would be wise to continue to date him. You're going to feel insecure, your intuition's going to ring red that something is wrong, and you're going to feel guilty for taking the wrong decision. So my advice is be strong and stop dating a man that is still attached and thinking about his ex. He will liberate you. You need to be with somebody able to invest in you and only you. That's my advice. I know it's hard but that's what i would do if i were you good luck and be strong your calls and questions are next 855-905-8255 it's the love line of the rendezvous euh va bonjour bonjour saman how are you i'm good welcome to the rendezvous so i know you want to share a very sweet romantic story with me what is it
4: i do um, so I was sitting in London, um, in graduate school and I met my now fiance online. Um, and at the time he was studying, um, and living in California and it got to a point where we were literally like speaking every day for like four months straight. And, um, it was obvious that we connected and we really, really liked each other. Mm-hmm. So one weekend he had found out that it was my birthday and he surprised me by flying to London to take me out for dinner on a date, um, which was oh, like, wow. But he had to go back to school because it was during midterms, so he literally could only be there for 24 hours. And I knew right then that that was a man that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with.
1: How did that make you feel?
4: It was the most romantic thing I'd, any man had ever done for me, but it was just the sweetest, and, and it showed that... You know, he really cared for me and he really wanted for me, but he also wanted to meet me and spend time with me. And it's like, I don't even know what the cost of that ticket was or his hotel. I mean, we were, we were students, and he just put everything on the line and just showed up at my door. It was, it was so beautiful.
1: Listen, you know the expression, go big or go home? Yes. That's it. Valerie, thank you so much for sharing that story, love in London, that beautiful city. I miss it. Val, thank you so much for calling, and have a good night.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much, Simon.
1: i got a good question for you to finish the show. Would it bother you if your partner never posted anything about you or your relationship on social media? Yes, no? We're going to talk about that next. Would it bother you if your partner never posted anything about you or your relationship on social media? Yes, no. I wanted to know what you thought. I had this question on my Instagram and Twitter, at Rendezvous Radio. I hope you follow me, at Rendezvous Radio. Great stuff all the time, great questions. Here are the results of you voting uh, to this question. 63% of you voted yes. It would bother me if my partner never posted anything about us. And 37% said, not really. I don't really care. Um, I am part of 37%. I don't think it's a big deal and, uh, you know, it's good to do it, it's good not to do it, whatever you like. So it's more like what's the compromise between the two of you, and that's why it's so important when you're in a relationship exclusive to talk about social media, and so we both have an agreement of what we like and don't like, and what we should do together or not. It's a great talk to have. It's a must-talk to have, actually. Uh, But that's that for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Merci beaucoup, et bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.